0: Hello, welcome to episode 19 of Mixtaping Identity. I'm your host, Shane. My guest this week is Aaron Michelle. Yes, thank you so much for joining me for the 19th case of Mixtaping Identity. My guest this week is comedian, writer, artist Aaron Michelle this episode was an awful lot of fun to do the the playlist had quite a bit of stuff that i knew and and loved and quite a few new ones as well um and the chat was great uh, you know it was uh, it's a little bit on the longer side but I, I really really enjoyed it it was it was funny and i actually learned quite a lot from this episode so i'm really excited to share this one with you if you're new to the show here this, if this is your first time listening then just let you know that the playlist is available ahead of the episodes, so we release those on a monday and then we release the podcasts on thursdays so go and follow us on the socials instagram is the best place in terms of updates at mixtaping identity and um, you can find us on on spotify and and find those playlists ahead of the episodes i'll be back at the end of this show but for now we'll jump into episode 19 of mixtaping identity with aaron michelle So, how often do you actually listen to music at the moment?
1: Every day. I um, used to... I didn't used to listen to it much because I never had a uh, iPod. or And we didn't really listen to the radio much as a kid. But in the last mm-hmm. few years, every day, <laughs> all the time, right. as much okay. as um, I'll forget that I'm not listening to music and be agitated and then be like oh no you can very easily fix this you just have to remember that music exists
0: right okay so are you trying to find new stuff then when you're listening to music or do you have old familiar music that you listen
1: i have old playlists i generally just hear one song that i like and and i'll know that song very well and nothing about the rest of the artists okay. um, CDs so CDs I could remember the word back at a look. <laughs> that's a good start <laughs> to a podcast that's entirely remembering words <laughs> um, but you know I've always felt really behind um, I mm-hmm. don't really know how people all seem other, everyone else seems to all hear the same song I'm like where was I when everyone else right, heard okay. this song a year ago Like Mm -hmm. countdowns, I've never heard half the song on the countdowns, Um, and it feels like homework. Like, what? Who has the time? Who is sitting down and going like, "Well, I'll do today's homework and find out of of every song that (laughs) came out today." But people don't seem to be doing that. So, how are they doing it?
0: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I assume it's just listening to the radio, right?
1: yeah I guess so I mean I don't I don't know anyone that listens to the radio anymore though like who just mm. sits down and goes just puts the I don't know <laughs> the ways of other people are a mystery to me
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what was the first music that you like bought or owned
1: uh it would have been my first CD uh, was for my 10th birthday birthday and yep. that was a bewitched album self-titled bewitched album you know bewitched of course yeah of course not, not everyone does but i saw i saw them perform on hey hey it's saturday which from listening to the other episodes i know that people from australia keep mentioning hey hey it's saturday to you
0: <laughs> yeah yeah oh. um still not 100 percent sure what it is but I think you get
1: the idea. <laughs> it's just an old variety show from when we were yeah. kids um and they'd have a musical guest and I saw them sing their two hit singles I was like get me on board also they used <laughs> to play um the film clip to say La Vie at the skate rink at Skateaway okay. so we'd right. go there like quite like every few weekends we go for a roller skate and okay. they'd always play the same songs and one of them was bewitched um nice. C'est La Vie which is very funny. But I listened to that album the other day and it holds up. Uh, like mm. the recording quality is perfect. It's there's nothing um you probably couldn't release it today because it would just sound ironic, but it right. does not sound ironic when you listen to it.
0: No, it's classic nineties pop. Like mm-hmm. it it slots right in there think um all right so we normally ask about live music as well so what's the the best live show you've seen
1: i'm glad you asked this because my answer is two bands that i wasn't able to put on the playlist i felt very very guilty about not putting them on um and the first is lincoln park okay the best light show i've seen at any concert any festival just incredible i i i it was so long it would have been like in 2007 uh, or 8 or 9 two th- in the in that bracket it would have been after mm-hmm. minutes to midnight came out that tour um but it was just incredible and my friend bought the t- tickets and i was annoyed that he got seating uh, okay. like in the stands instead of in the mosh pit, because I was like, why wouldn't you want to be as close as possible? But being back and being able to see the actual, the whole s- screen, the whole, um, then screen stage, see the whole stage. It's real life. Yeah, sure. And see every light effect that happened as like, as a full effect was mm. literally moving. Like, I think if it had been in another language, it's, was just a, a sensual experience um, really it was just that that I, I hate that I said that I tried to say it as a joke but also I meant <laughs> it so it just didn't come out as yeah. a joke <laughs> but yeah so, like just it just light like, good lights Linkin Park had good lights at their concert that's what I'm saying And okay. <laughs> um, and also Childish Gambino who, oh, okay. Yeah. And just no, neither of their songs answered the questions. So neither of them get okay. to be on the playlist. But Awaken My Love, um, that uh, Charge Gambino came to Australia for that Force Festival. And it was super stinking hot. We got there early to get a good camping spot and then mm-hmm. basically had heat stroke by the time he came on as the headliner at midnight and sure. just the worst day of my life. <laughs> right. it, it was, it was horrible um, until they, he came on it and the worst day ever became the best day ever. It was worth it. It was so worth it. Um, just incredible. And they had, the keyboard player (laughs) had really big hair and was like smashing the keyboards and they had uh, the the screens up next to the stage zoomed in and you could see like the shadows of them all like dancing and it, it just they were so engaged and engaging I haven't seen an act that was as as engaged with their own songs as mm. um Donald Glover was. Really good.
0: Excellent. Um alright well look we'll we'll jump into your list then. So song one is a song that you fell in love with straight away. Mm-hmm. So you went with I Miss You by Blink wanted It Two.
1: I did. I'm um infuriating infuriated that someone else got it on their playlist before I did. Sure. <laughs> Um yeah, I the I had friends who really liked Blink-182. This was came out at the end of high school for me. Um yeah. but this song when I, I saw it, would have seen it on MTV the minute I saw it, I was like, "Fuck, yeah. That's that it." Um cut through aesthetically to my heart directly and I was like okay well that's what that's what's hitting other people's so hard about Blink-182 if they're like hearing that through the other songs um, mm-hmm. but I needed there to be like goth girl ghosts for me <laughs> to like in the film clip for me to like okay. connect to it I'm getting the idea you haven't seen the film clip
0: I haven't seen it. No, they're like. I did not know what you meant there.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> it's in like a old haunted house, and they're all okay. they're all like sort of um it's like distinguished emo, um okay. kind of a little bit um just a little bit darker, a little bit more mis- moody and mystical than normal um and i was thinking it's kind of it ha- has the song in the film clip have this vibe of um like grandiose earnestness like okay. earnest is earnesty a word earnestness like it's like it's it's not like self-serious but it's yeah. just like lets itself be, um, lets itself be emotional, um, okay. in a non cynical way, which I thought mm-hmm. was was kind of missing from the aesthetic and vibe of a lot of that type of music at the time. Um, okay. Like Green Day was a lot more s- cynical and stuff, mm-hmm. and other bands around that time sort of trying very, very hard to be cool. Mm-hmm. but this song sort of seemed to set that aside. And also they were in a haunted house where in suspenders and they were where there were ghosts of of hot girls, some of whom would kiss each other in floaty floaty dresses. And that really helped <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, I also found out when I went and I went and looked it up. I found out that it was inspired by um, Love Cats by The Cure, which is my favorite Cure song. So it makes sense to me now that this is my right. favorite Blink song. Um, if they because they are thematically tied slightly.
0: Okay, so it was the kissing goth girls, and they got it for you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, All it's
1: right. if I hadn't seen the film clip, I would have still liked it. It's very—they um, just were like, "Let's be dramatic," and I liked. I yeah. liked them being like, "Let's be dramatic." I was like, "Hell yeah, be dramatic!"
0: Perfect. Uh, song two then a song that took you a while is "Hyper Ballad" mm. by Bjork.
1: Mm. For a long time, this was my favorite song.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I put it as the one. That took a while to get into because I came across Bjork again in high school because a slightly older friend of mine, um, who's a who's a comedian actually, John O'Duffy, um, lives in lives in France. Um, his favorite musician was Bjork, and I hadn't had access to any real music. At all, like, I had never searched my own music out. It was just whatever CDs my parents had and then whatever was on the radio in high school or whatever my friends at school would would burn onto a CD for me. Mm -hmm. So, but Bjork was the first time I heard someone talking about an artist so much that I sort of sought it out myself and had a a DVD of Bjork's... um, Film clips for all th- mm-hmm. from the 90s that I'd never ever seen before, and I really liked the film clips for human behavior and who is it and cocoon, and they were had a lot of sort of in camera kind in camera kind of weirdness and and animation added and had this sort of handmade feel um like Bjork works with Michelle Gondry a lot and that's the kind of thing I was into at the time this kind of traditional um not traditional but like handmade um Feel to film clips like not lo-fi, but um, or like very tactile style Mm -hmm. to what what was in there, and and I liked that a lot. Whereas the film clip for Hyper Ballad um had computer at computer like it was she was like a little computer game character, okay, and it was more like electronic. And I didn't vibe with that electronicness or the video game-ness. And that, in a way, got in the way of me hearing the song properly. Sure. Um, but just from listening, watching that DVD so much and eventually just listening to the song over and over and over, just like once I knew it well enough to understand the lyrics... The lyrics were describing the kind of um, tension that I was feeling in my life at the time, and of having to constantly put yourself away or mm. sort of make yourself small just to get through what you what was happening at the time. Um, mm-hmm. And I just think it's beautiful, and it has these deep, sort of sweeping sounds very grounding sounds with it which is ironic because it's a song about jumping off a mountain (laughs) 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 but spoilers um but it has this sort of like sound that pulls all the other sounds down um Mm -hmm. sort of and i like that feeling of being like sucked in but it took a while right. to be able to like hear all those little tiny sounds and hear all the little tiny like the it took just took me a while to hear it. pro
0: mm-hmm. Th- this this song was like this this is a brand new one to me because I've never been never been into Bjork. You know when I talk about it, like my horizons not being very broad. <laughs> Bjork to me when I was like a teenager and and establishing my taste in music, Bjork was a weirdo that i had no interest mm. in in getting involved with um so this was brand new and like the the style of music was almost completely new to me as well but it's um it's a very very intense song at the first listen because the lyrics almost ca- caught me off guard i know you've already spoiled it by saying <laughs> it's a song about jumping off <laughs> a mountain but the uh, but that moment where yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. That moment where she... Yeah, I'm not sure. That moment where she says, um, yeah, um, I imagine what my body would feel like. And it, like, I was just... I was listening to the song and then suddenly I was like, oh, right, oh, my God. Did I miss the entire of the first verse? Like, where is this coming from? <laughs> um, So, yeah, it's a very intense song. But, but yeah, like, the, the more you listen to it and the more the more you get on board with the lyrics Mm -hmm. and the the messaging of the song it is starkly beautiful like it's Mm. it's an incredible song
1: it has seems to have so much space in it to sink into Mm
0: -hmm. like it Mm -hmm.
1: seems to be like you could never reach the end of the song kind of Mm -hmm. you could
2: yeah
1: i i It's weird because, like, her being a weirdo is what was interesting because I hadn't had access to any weird weirdos, much weirdos art at the time. I think I'm a bit older than you, so this is, like, before smartphones, before YouTube, before anything. I went looking for the film clip online to Cocoon. Maybe it wasn't on the DVD, whatever. But for some reason I was looking for Cocoon online and it had – I found it because it was banned because like it didn't it wasn't showing on um mtv or anything because of nudity and um so i was like secretly looking up like like the way a teenage boy would look up porn but i was like i just want to see my art film (laughs) it's got nipples in it (laughs) but um there's
0: a theme emerging here already
1: (laughs) the theme (laughs) oh no no, that wasn't. Why I was videos. looking for it, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it took so long to download. Just line by line, you know how J- like pictures used to go d- 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 that when you just yeah. want to hear a three-minute song. But yeah, yeah. and I, it was like looking for something on the dark web to just try and find right. a video on the internet yeah. at the time.
0: Yeah. You just want to see some nipples.
1: Mm, I just wanted to see (laughs) an Icelandic lady dressed up kind of like a moth.
0: Yeah. The nudity was incidental. Six of one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh, Song three, a song from your introduction to music. So your song is Ramble On Mm. by Led Zeppelin.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, My dad had this album. And once I got old enough, he like proactively like encouraged me to listen to it and encouraged me to listen to, um, he had the wide album by the Beatles, just a couple, even just a couple of albums. So just a few of them, but, uh, I can't even remember which album it is, but I would listen to this Led Zeppelin album again and again and again and again, all Um, through high school and Ramble On is um, was just always my favourite song it is so relaxed I think Um, Mm -hmm. especially if you think of Led Zeppelin as like a metal band it's really Mm -hmm. nice to have all of that power presented casually Um, in its really relaxing song also it references lord of the rings the whole way through which um were my favorite was my favorite movies in high school all three lord of the rings movies came out while mm. i was in high school um i just was in love with it i had sort i had started reading lord of the rings before the first movie came out and then after i saw the first movie i finished the books before the next couple of movies came out um and the lyrics to Ramble on are like lyric, uh, referencing Gollum, um, and the wall, the evil wall and stuff. And I know I, I've seen like, uh, articles saying that now Led Zeppelin thinks like, oh, those lyrics are silly. They weren't like, that wasn't like, they f- feel a bit weird about those mm. lyrics now because they're right. not, um, Because they were basically like Gollum would never do that, (laughs) (laughs) which I, (laughs) but Gollum would never like steal your girlfriend. (laughs) But it's like I'm just like it's clearly a metaphor though, like for someone coming and taking away something you think is precious. But then Mm. also the song is about like rambling on, like you've been hooking up with this girl, and then you're like, well, it's time for my tour bye (laughs) I'm very famous bye I gotta go (laughs) and then being like wait there's another guy what's that like (laughs) I I like it I understand it as like just a metaphor I don't think he has to like describe the narrative of Lord of the Rings with complete accuracy to be able to make it into an allegory-ish kind of thing
0: yeah there's got to be a lot of people who've now watched the movies and have a very specific idea in their heads of what like Gollum looks like yeah and what, like certain <laughs> characters look like and then they're listening back to that and going like he's got tiny arms <laughs> he's there's no way he, he picked your girl up that's mental
1: Uh yeah um,
0: and now they're having to be like embarrassingly going back and say like oh, we didn't mean it. it's not yeah oh,
1: no i think not what we meant. it's like back it back yourself i'm yeah. i back it i'm gonna back it forever it's a, just a lovely yeah. lovely song
0: yeah led zeppelin if you're listening <laughs> have more confidence led zeppelin yeah yeah, yeah fuck's <laughs> sake led zeppelin god's sake believe yeah. in yourself <laughs> um yeah led zeppelin are a weird band for me because so this is like classic dad music right mm. except in my case my dad believes that led zeppelin were devil worshippers and Mm. such didn't let me listen to uh led zeppelin in the house so i was introduced and like heavily influenced to listen to Led zeppelin by a friend a couple friends in school and i'm just thinking about like i'm gonna have a chat with them at some point and see like what their influence was because Mm. they were almost like they were my age but they were almost like my dad's when it came to like some of my taste <laughs> in music they were paying it
1: forward you yeah there.
0: exactly um so like my dad was into like pink floyd and the who mm. as well as like uh, he was probably more into slightly later stuff like bruce springsteen and um roy and stuff like that but um yeah uh, just a couple of friends of mine that were like super into acdc and led zeppelin really sort of pushed that on me um and ramble on legitimately was one of my absolute favorite songs it was one of the ones that really got me hooked on led zeppelin um even stuff like cashmere and immigrant song mm. maybe took me slightly longer than mm. ramble on mm. and i think it might be what you said it's 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 slightly softer mm-hmm. than a lot of the other led zeppelin stuff or there's a slightly different energy about it yeah
1: it's a friendly that i sound. connected with the, sounds, the lyrics yeah. aren't like friendlier, but the the sound of it is more inviting, I feel. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They would never have to apologize for the sound. <laughs> just the lyrics.
1: Oh <laughs> right. uh, may yeah. Yeah, I don't I <laughs> uh I hope they don't make a statement being like we refute <laughs> we refute the slander on this podcast. No,
0: we'll I will see. I'd love that bit of publicity. Mm-hmm. Why not? Uh, song four. Then a song that makes you happy. So you go and kiss me more by Doja Cat.
1: Yes, this just this whole whole album is so good, so fun. Uh, this song in particular uh was viral on TikTok with the little. Do mm. you know about it? With the little ding, like, ding, ding. ding. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I just think it's just a really lovely happy smooth it's a very smooth song maybe that's the way right way to say it um mm. also I wanted to include uh Sousa in there who does the feature in this song um because she's an incredible vocalist um mm. but yeah I just think it's fun I really liked the Doja Cat song I think it's called Streets or The Streets I'm not sure but this is this one's just light and happy and irreverent and sexy and um and saying what she wants. she wants to be kissed more so mm. so kiss me more <laughs> like yeah, she's making she's very being very clear and that makes me happy when people communicate clearly so <laughs> yeah, you tell them.
0: Absolutely, uh, yeah, I, I love the song, and this is this is definitely one of the ones that I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't have given much of a chance to, just wouldn't have listened to. Obviously, heard it on TikTok, heard it on the radio, but I never actually tried to. I never actually like took the time to listen to it mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. on my headphones when I'm doing stuff, like actively tried to listen to it it's so good it's so fun (laughs) it's
1: so fun
0: yeah um i I love i I do actually really like that about doja cat as well like uh, kiss me more because the she's got a similar message in the other one uh say so yeah yeah which is is more or less the same thing is like if you want it just say so yeah which is which is great it's just great (laughs) to have that kind of messaging in songs it's just like just, just talk to me. Yeah. for God's sake. Yeah, are we yeah.
1: fucking. We're not fucking. What are we doing? <laughs> like,
0: yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, and this one is just like, right. I'm, I'm just telling you. This is what it wants.
1: Yeah, I love. Kiss it.
0: me more. Do it. Yeah. Uh, no, it's good
1: stuff. Also, just real sexy. Yeah. The whole album is great.
0: Yeah, oh, I thought you meant that directness, which <laughs> oh, I would agree with.
1: Yes. Also. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah. also visually, this al- like the film clips from this album have all this pink. They're like aliens most of the time. Um, mm-hmm. It's very – I don't think kitsch is the right word, but also camp. I guess some people call it camp, but mm. um, there's just that boldness of – like, that. maybe a similar thing from I Miss You where it's just – not afraid to be theatrical, and I, I like the thea. And I guess, I guess that's the through line. Like Led Zeppelin, Bjork, um, Blink One Eighty Two. This, these film clips are very theatrical, and I like mm. it when art is not pretending that it's not constructed.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Mm. That self awareness can get very irritating. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. Song five, then a song that makes you sad. So you're going with "July" mm. by Noah Cyrus.
1: Mm. Had you heard this one?
0: Uh, I had not. No.
1: Mm. I don't know how I heard it. Um, I don't think Noah Cyrus is particularly, although how it, I wouldn't know. But I don't think it's not. She's not like a big deal here or anything in Australia. Um, Hmm. but with this one, I related a lot to the lyrics, uh, it's about a relationship where they're, you know, that they're not treating you well enough, you know, that they don't really appreciate or love you Mm -hmm. and you try to talk to them about that, um, but instead of going yeah you're right this doesn't work for me let's break up the other person just kind of drags it out for their own convenience and you just end up staying when you really should leave Mm. Um, right but you but you stay because you love them you Mm. just uh, it's just a very very upsetting thing to be living having to live with the knowledge that They don't really love you but they don't respect you enough to leave you um yeah which i have gone through and really related to i looked it up and she wrote this about like a three-year relationship she had she was and it was when she was 19 and that just broke my heart when i actually saw that because i was like jesus like you went through you're going through this when you were 17 like, mm-hmm. And no one should have to feel this way, but like, it's hard enough to handle this when you're an adult, let alone, mm-hmm. I guess, having rich and famous is why you could have your own house and be living with someone and stuff, but... True. Ugh! Oh, Ugh! Oh, get it away!
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, there's, like, there's so much going on in this song, and there's a real... There is a real self-awareness, in one sense, which is that sort of. I didn't. I didn't realize she, she was so young when she wrote it. Yeah. But she does obviously, in this song, have a real sense of self, mm. and at least being able to recognize that she's not being treated how she deserves. Mm. But it's also it's devastating to listen to, in the sense that she's making it very clear that she's not happy and that she deserves more hmm. but she's not saying i'm leaving she's saying you need to tell me to leave yeah because she can't presumably yeah I think which it's, is
1: it's hard to make other people's decisions for them it also like you're yeah. taught, you're taught not to but then it's like okay well why you know why it's all. It's like take. Re- it's almost a take responsibility song.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sure.
1: Um, I was I was playing it a lot. I was using it to practice singing because I'm very tone deaf. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's in like my register or my range or whatever. So just yeah, sitting yeah. sitting there on the couch singing this again and again. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I'm hitting the notes, but the notes are so sad. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's maybe not a great one to like <laughs> internalise. <laughs> um, Alright then, song six is a song to relax to. Mm. So you've gone with Rest My Chemistry by Interpol.
1: Yeah. That one's a bit literal. Mm. Um. Yeah. I had this album when it came out. I got this album and this is the song that has stuck with me. Um, sure. Remembering it, remembering the lyrics, wanting like it comes to mind um, regularly enough and I play it on purpose. Um, it's literally very much about coming down from a bender and mm-hmm. trying to decide to like, just give your body a break for a minute, your body and your mind, mm-hmm. a rest from the chemical assault that you've been putting it through, which has never right. been—I—it's—that's <laughs> not personal to me. I've never struggled with that kind of thing. But just the surrender of the song to be like, "Oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna chill. I'm just gonna sit down. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna. I'm just gonna stop putting myself through th- through things for a minute. I." Mm-hmm. Yeah, is really good it's has that really i wish i knew words but i think it's bass it has a heavy bass through line is that right
0: it does yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> i like <laughs> i like the heavy bass through line i like all the i like songs that have that grounding sound that the rest the, yeah. the melody can go crazy later or whatever but I, I like it there's a real deep grounding sound in the in most of these yeah. songs
0: it almost it's you know how you said about bjork sort of sucks you in this this mm. song almost like drags you down
1: <laughs> yes that sort of yes to me that's like relaxing
0: a, yeah no it's really funny because like um i think uh duncan had a similar vibe in his because he mm-hmm. picked a black sabbath song oh, yeah. for his song to relax to and that was like the first time i'd heard about someone doing that so when i had an interval song here i was like okay i'm i'm with the vibe i know i know what's going on some people
1: have to be forced to relax (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) yeah yeah drag down yeah tackle to the ground yeah (laughs) rest your fucking chemistry Aaron. yeah um yeah no i like no but i get it i think it's if you're in that kind of mindset this is definitely something that would like if you're choosing to relax or you're almost having to make the choice to mm. relax this is definitely something that would would get you there yeah it's um a- because that that heavy baseline i think you're talking about <laughs> is that it's almost like a it's almost like a like a, a slog mm. it it sort of plods along Punching almost. It's like you. There's some, yeah or like like just like like holding on to you like (laughs) you're trying to walk and it's like holding on to your Mm. t-shirt pulling you down it's yeah it works yeah it works
1: yeah it's a song you can close your eyes to i think yeah absolutely and feel it rather than listen to it
0: yeah yeah. god
1: i sound stupid
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, i said to someone the other day i think like a tagline of this show should be um this is going to sound wanky but yes <laughs> because people say that all the time and honestly i don't care like it's just yeah people say stuff like stuff i get all the time and yeah like uh, this is similar to like what we what we're talking about is that sort of sincerity mm. i thought that's that's i i would appreciate that more than people trying to sound cool mm. you know what i mean mm. um so yeah I'm I'm on board with it. i okay. uh, song seven then a song from your preteen years. So you've gone for butterfly. Yeah, so kind of crazy tone.
1: Yes, <laughs> it's an excellent song. <laughs> it's very you can. Pu- it's very repeatable. It's very like okay. um loopable. Um, uh-huh. this one's from my preteen years. Uh, When I was, like I said, when I was little, we didn't really play radio in the house or anything. So I just had, um, and when one of my friends in primary school found this out, she was like, well, how do you keep up with the latest music? And I was like, "Uh, what do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) I don't. Um, And so I started watching uh, the video hits countdown show on like Saturday or Sunday mornings. Um, and I remember watching it one week and going like, oh, yeah, cool songs. And then the next week I watched it again and I got really f- uh, annoyed because I was like, this is just the same song as this last week in a different order.
2: <laughs> like I felt ripped off.
1: I was like, I wanted to watch my new show, a new episode of the song show.
2: <laughs>
1: I just had no idea how Countdowns worked. Or, like, that it was voting and that the songs was trying to stay on the show. I just thought it was bad editing. Um, (laughs) But that's how I saw this song. Mm -hmm. And it's just really good. I didn't... I understood that it was, like, sexy, but I didn't understand, like, the sexual innuendo of it. So I was able to be just, like, I get, like, if I had understood what they were talking like what they were saying by butterfly or Mm. like come my lady i literally didn't know what come my lady meant i was just like yeah we're gonna go dance all right (laughs) um yeah but i i got i got it well enough to know it was like a sexy song but not so well that it grossed me out so that was like a good a nice middle radio friendly zone to be in and Also in the film clip, they're in like a magical forest, um, playing the instruments, and then a bunch of girls dressed up like butterflies, dancing around and having a nice time. And I was like, "Hell yeah! Let's all put wings on and put sparkles on our face and get our drum kits and let's go, just go dance around in a field." I love bushwalking. Let's go on a bushwalk. Yeah. And we're going to sing about ladies and butterflies and we're going to be punk, punk boy. We're going to have pierced ear eyebrows and we're going to have nose piercings and we're going to be boys with, with pain and nails and we're all going to be cool. It's like, it's like, it's like if (laughs) it's just like the um, electric feel film clip, but with no sense of irony. At all. Right. It's yeah. It's just yeah. a genuine electric feel. <laughs> a party in the forest with a bunch of weirdos. That's what I
0: want. Cool. Yeah, I'm on board. Um yeah. It's funny that there's so many songs like that to, like look back on from that kind of era. I think um friend of the show, Beck Charlwood was talking about this, like that era of music that was just like balls to the wall horny. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this sort of slots right in there, because yeah, yeah. Even now I listen to it, it, was like, how how <laughs> did they get away with this? Because I know as kids you listen to it and you don't understand, but like there are definitely some adults that were listening to this this music. Like, how did how did none of them like stop and go? Is this a bit much?
1: It's very sparkly. It's very sparkly. I, very mm. sparkly. I remember um, someone's telling me. That all their kids still listens to Aqua. And I was like, hmm. Aqua's even as a kid, I was just like, Aqua's not a kid's band. Like, you've been right. tricked by your child. <laughs> like <laughs> Aqua's horny as shit. Like Um, not and shit. Horny as shit do not want to I d I yeah. don't wanna I don't wanna be misquoted there. Um <laughs> not shit. Not shit at all. Um Yeah, just real really going for it also the song like of course it's a good song the like guitar line is from red hot chili peppers um mm. so it's just got got that real strong real strong sample in there
0: yeah absolutely all right and song eight is a cover so yours is Jolene yeah. by the white stripes
1: yes specifically the live version
0: Yes. not the recorded blackpool. Version.
1: Mm. Do you like it?
0: Yeah, I love the white stripes. Like I have yeah, anything Jack White related, uh white stripes, Jack White. The Raconteurs, who I recommended the Raconteurs to um Becky. Mm. And then realized they're not called the Raconteurs in Australia, they're called the Saboteurs.
1: Yeah, I think there was a band here that had that name already. Right. So they had to change it. Um, I remember seeing that in like the music store, but I didn't have money for CDs. So I didn't really, I didn't have, wasn't able to afford a broad music taste at the time, but I I needed to include the White Stripes. This was again, a high school song that I loved. Like the minute Mm -hmm. I saw Seven Nation Army, I was like, wow, what's this? Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Saw, and saw them a big day out in 2006. Also okay. an amazing, amazing fucking performance. Um, but I just love... I love this cover. I love that he didn't change the pronouns, which is normal, is fine now, but even just... A few years ago, bands would change him to her or her to him and he just didn't, which was really yeah. good and fun. Um, yeah. And it's just really, really – he just lives this song for those three minutes. He is he is Dolly Parton. It's yeah. – I feel it – the way Jack's White sings – I kind of think of it as if it's like Jack White is what happens if you take that phrase seriously, where they, you know, where they're like, "What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail?"
0: <laughs> I just feel <laughs> like
1: someone said that to Jack White when he was too young, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll do whatever I want. If I want to sing like a cat, I'll sing like a cat, and it'll be great." And everyone's like, "This is great!"
0: <laughs> Holy shit, that's so good! Right? So even for his like for his guitar playing as well that works so well yeah
1: how would you sing if you knew it would sound good well you'd just scream joe lane wouldn't you yeah yeah
0: it's complete chaos but it works (laughs) yes yes yeah right yeah i love that yeah that's brilliant (laughs) yeah i'm so on board with that
1: i find the i find the white stripes very funny just like aesthetically Mm. very funny
0: Mm. I love. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're great. Um Yeah, I, I noticed that as well when you said about the about the pronouns. 'Cause mm. I think I think there's nothing for me there's nothing more macho than someone like a like than a man just singing whatever pronouns are like yes. in the original. Yeah. So I find that so I don't know match was maybe not the right word, but I just find it so weak-minded when, like, men are singing a song and they have to change it. So, Mm -hmm. like, um, Michael Bublé sings Santa Buddy instead of Santa Baby. (laughs) Which,
1: if you're going to do that, why bother?
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's like, Santa Buddy. And he, like, he's asking for, like, a car and stuff like that. He just asks for different, more manly things.
1: He's friend-zoning Santa. In yeah. in like the in like the Santa come fuck me song.
0: Yeah, what's exactly. the point? And exactly, exactly. Which for me just makes it seem like more insecure than yeah. if he just like if he just sang if he just sang Santa come fuck me. And also, like um,
1: everyone in the audience, when a, when when ten thousand people come to see you play, half of them aren't mm. changing the lyrics; they sing along with your song. If you're a band, yeah. If you're the band, you can't like, you can't just sing the song, just sing the song. You know, yep. it's it, it's like oh, not everyone, everyone in the audience singing the song is invested in the song and the story. They don't think it's them literally. They right. don't need to change yeah. it. I, don't know. I just, yeah. just, but it does. I I it doesn't come across in as purposeful as like making a point in any way Um, for anyone who hasn't heard it it, it's just he just goes like like this is the song let's fucking sing it and that's what's good about it
0: yeah it's a very authentic like there's a lot of love Mm -hmm. in that cover as well like you can and they sing a lot of sort of country music like that where Mm -hmm. you can tell like it's a very real very genuine influence Mm -hmm. that they're like Almost paying homage to. Yeah. Um Yeah.
1: Lil Nas X big, has a big good fan. cover of Jolene as well.
0: Um yeah.
1: he's another one that I wish I could have included in the list. Um but yeah, very, very different style. But again, that kind of country start starting out with that country influence and it comes makes yeah. sense when you come back to it later.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure already th- uh song nine then, a song that you would sing at karaoke. So you've gone with all the things she said. Yes. By Tattoo. Yes.
1: Have you sung this yeah. at karaoke? I
0: I have not, but this is one that I have seen the music video for. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, iconic.
1: Yeah, pretty iconic. It's also like doesn't seem it doesn't require any particular skill to sing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that's true.
1: That's, true. <laughs> that's why it's for the karaoke one. Um,
2: okay.
1: And hopefully everyone in the room will know it and sing it with you, drowning out your terrible singing, hopefully. Okay. Um, this, Strategic. Yeah. I'm very bad at and really uncomfortable at karaoke. Um, so I prefer the songs where you kind of are singing as a character or like mm. doing something with your voice anyway. Okay. as always your fault I'm not embarrassed to do that because that's not my voice that's nobody's no voice you know <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> that's like a game it's like a game to play this song
0: yeah okay yeah absolutely I, I, yeah I enjoy a strategic choice yeah it's, it's always good it's there's a lot of a lot of thought going into the strategy there as well yeah mm-hmm. no, it's a good song it's mm-hmm. a good song
1: like no one's going to um, be disappointed to hear this I don't
0: care, yeah, Ricky. yeah, I agree. I actually posted this in in uh, a friend's Discord when I was going through the list. I was like, because I, I was listening to it, and I was like, this this to me feels like a song that everyone would get on board with, mm. but there's a slight doubt about it because it is like, it is from that era where a lot of music sort of just sort of picked apart because especially because mm. it's like a one hit wonder, mm. a lot of people would probably like shit on it. So I posted it in the Discord as like, this is a banger, right? Everyone's on board with this being a banger and everyone was like, Yes, absolutely. Yes,
1: absolutely. So, yeah.
0: How do you feel about the music video now? Because for me that's a obviously, you know, that there's that very famous ending to the music video where they've been dancing in a cage and then they walk away and it turns out that they're not the ones in the cage. It's the 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 people who are shouting stuff at them. That to me is a music video that I feel gets better with age. And I don't know if you feel the same way, but maybe it's just because I sort of I thought it was a bit shit at the time, and now I'm starting to understand it a little bit more, and I'm like, it kind of works. Like I'm kind of more on board with it now. I wish, or is it it just a bit shit? I wish uh, both. (laughs) 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 It can be both.
1: I wish this morning to like remind myself. Yeah, and I like that it's like rainy. And, but like it's I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't give it any awards
2: okay <laughs> like the there.
1: way it feels like to me at the end is just that they've like been behind this fence being like like oh they're all disparaging us and we're like in a cage and we're acting like we're in a cage and they're all looking at us and then they walk, and they just walk around the corner. It's like, ah, oh, he <laughs> could have just walked around the corner at any point. I feel like if a crowd was yeah. gathering to disparage me, like yeah. in the rain, I would just walk away. If you mm. if you were literally just standing beside a building that had a corner and you weren't trapped in any way, like I wouldn't that be. That is
0: true. Yeah, it's
1: just like oh, okay. Oh, I mean, right. if
0: those people are trapped in a cage and you're just there winding them up, then you're <laughs> the dick, right? Just
1: kissing your girlfriend in front of like, <laughs> in yeah. ca- people in cages. Yeah, that's yeah. a real dick move.
0: Yeah, like they're they're in prison for being homophobes, presumably yeah. in this universe.
1: Yeah. Oh, the yeah the tattoo alternate universe is a crazy place.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely mcu um.
1: t tcu tattoo cinematic universe it's always <laughs> raining or snowing there's always some sort of like war iconography or like the yeah yeah barbed wires and tanks and and stress just a lot of stress
0: <laughs> it's very dark mm. very dark tones <laughs> yeah <laughs> um. Alright, song 10 Then a song that reminds you of a specific place so you've gone with I Was a Lover Mm. by TV on the Radio
1: Mm. I love this song Um, I picked this one because when I was in uni I really like stop motion and traditional animation and so my my student film, my final graduating film I was doing that one alone um, whereas other people would animating in, in groups like a little team but I wanted to be like experimental and artistic and an auteur and and be make little art films because at you like when I did animation at uni I wanted to make music video film clip I wanted to animate order and direct and or direct film clips that's what I guess why they're it's not why they're important but like that's part of the focus is that I've always thought yeah, sure. they're a really good creative medium for animation where a uh, huge, huge feature film animation is never going to really have one artist touch um, at the way that three minutes that you did by yourself in your basement will. Um, mm-hmm. And so while I was like the mood and the movements of animation especially when it's stop motion are really visually affected by your mood um and and like i know all art is but like this is like animation studios take that into account and like like animation textbooks will say you know like this you should get someone who is happy and bright at the time to animate things with bounce and happy and brightness. And so I was, I was playing songs while I animated that had this kind of dark, dark rockiness to them. And I had ended up with Mm -hmm. three songs just on loop and it was this one and it was hearts a mess by gotcha. And, um, I think there was a modest mouse song in there as well. Um, But this this song in particular, when I hear it, just takes me back to like being alone in a dark room by myself for weeks and weeks on end, trying to animate a film by myself for the, a short film by myself for the first time, and just having to get like totally in the zone and just this cr- long creative blocks of just slogging away at creativity in literally mm-hmm. in the dark because I was doing. Um, like shadow animation with okay. sand and a light box. so I was just in the dark day after day with this in my ear, just like making me a psycho.
0: <laughs> right okay.
1: So it takes me back to that. I love it still. It makes me feel creative.
0: Okay. okay. Um, are you happy with the, with the outcome then?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. I got nominated yeah. for an award.
0: Oh holy shit! Okay, great.
1: Yeah, I didn't win it. Okay. Oh. <laughs> but I got nominated. Twice nominated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's
0: still good. Okay, that's good. I was slightly worried about the direction that was going in, to be honest, Aaron. But um, but yeah, no, that's that's good. What did it sound no, like? I was like, gonna like, say. Well, just I mean, you know, having three songs on repeat in a dark room for yeah. weeks on end, yeah. is potentially not the best sort of mental. <laughs> my you know uh, place to be in so
1: I guess it's like a cue though like it's a mental cue to like be like this is what we're doing now we're doing this thing and yeah because I find it I, it's it, it's very difficult now but even at the time it's difficult to like force yourself into a particular creative mood on demand mm. Um. so and a very limited playlist is a very quick way to do that
0: that's really interesting mm. Um, and you'll never be able uh, uh,
1: to disassociate the song ever again <laughs> so be careful <laughs> well, with what yeah. song you choose
0: <laughs> yeah there is that because because well, that's kind of where I was thinking that's kind of where my head was going is that um, I have had certain songs that I've listened to on repeat when I've been in a in a per mental state and it's very difficult to listen to those songs mm. not, but I guess that sort of that obviously that creativity is a, a mm. different vibe mm. obviously um, but it's very interesting to have have a certain group of songs that will put you into a certain creative mindset mm-hmm. and that's very very useful that's a really useful tool mm-hmm. to have as well because yeah it can be it can, can be quite difficult to to focus and to be creative in, in a uh, like in a sort of time constraint mm-hmm. On a schedule, mm-hmm. it'd be quite difficult to be creative. Mm-hmm. I I find that anyway. Yeah. Um. So that's really interesting. I also had no idea that about that. Um, the mood of the animator actually impacting on the animation.
1: Yeah, I I don't know how much people take it into account now, but just in one of our textbooks, it was telling about a story from, um, who framed Roger Rabbit, where uh-huh. they wanted. they wanted the guy to animate it who was going through a terrible divorce. Like, they wanted him to animate the bits where Roger Rabbit's sad about Jessica Rabbit leaving him. Uh Um, But they put him... But they ended up putting him on a different part of the project. And so then... So it was, like, saying, so these scenes where he's meant to be really sad, like, Roger Rabbit comes off as just, like, real zany. And, like... Okay. When... And that that's like an example of like where that went wrong, where they should have just wow. let the sad guy do the sad animation and wow. and they they as intended, but um I don't know, I don't know if they told him, "Hey, you seem really sad, we want to use that for <laughs> capitalism <laughs> but they yeah. but they weren't scared yeah. about writing it in a book, so I assume they weren't scared to mention <laughs> that to him either,
0: <laughs> yeah. If that if that's common knowledge, you can imagine someone like at Pixar or something like you yeah. put into a particular scene. They're like, "Hey, yeah. am I giving off that vibe?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I don't a- everyone just... can tell you're having a bad time, Susan. Just get on with it. Yeah,
1: I d- Yeah, again, I don't know how like applicable that is to the way s- production studios actually function, but it, it's yeah. definitely relevant in what comes
0: out. Yeah, it's maybe a bit more machine-like now, but yeah. But yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's fascinating. I love that. One. All right, song eleven. A song that reminds you of a specific person, so you've gone for Cola. Yeah. By Camel Fat.
1: Yeah. Um, I picked this one because it reminds me of Becky, friend of the show.
0: Friend of the show, Becky. Yeah,
1: yeah. Twitch Twitch streamer Becky, Becky, Becky. Um, mm-hmm. because uh, we're we're very old friends. Uh, she's my oldest friend. Um, and we were housemates, um, all through the lockdowns from COVID, sorry for mentioning it. Um, (laughs) but (laughs) at the start when it was all very fresh, um, in the first lockdown in Australia, it was autumn. And so we weren't allowed to leave our houses for more than like an hour for exercise So, for at the start there, for a little while, what we do is, at sunset, I like walk down the road to a little little tiny park, grass area, um, and hula hoop, to dance music, um, as our exercise and as a way Uh to like get outside, um, and this is one of the songs that was on her hula hooping playlist. And right. I had never heard it before, and it's a really, really great song to dissociate from a unprecedented pandemic.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> it's like put this on, grab a hula hoop, look at a sunset, and um, you'll you'll forget for a, for a few minutes um, why you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Very effect, very effective, um, uh, blocking out reality song.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I am glad that you put this song on the playlist. Um, first of all, for the reason that I it it made me look up the context of the song because mm. I don't know if you. No, know, I haven't looked it up. Tell me,
1: lyrics. tell me, tell me.
0: But you know the the line: "She sips a Coca Cola, she can't tell the difference yet." Yeah. Mm-hmm which to me, when I first heard it, and never bothered to look it up, but I was like, is that a song about date rape?
1: Oh, I hadn't thought about it's that. It's not. Okay, good. It's not.
0: Uh, <laughs> which, is, which is why I was glad, because I yeah because I had to look it up then. Because I was like, is it that she's got Pepsi? Is it some, someone's put something in her drink? What? Will this song's
1: off. you were, <laughs> I was going to um, be like, "Yeah, let me tell you a story."
0: <laughs> no, this no. is who this I reminds
1: didn't... me of. <laughs> Fuck.
0: <laughs> no, I didn't think it was going that direction, but it just like, it just made me look up the song for the mm. for the first time, um, and it's it's just funny because the, the the article that I read was basically the artist being asked about that and mm. rolling their eyes because they've been asked it like. Thirty or forty times, and had to explain constantly that what it's about is a a woman who is out, had one too many, can't get into the club, and they're giving her a cola to drink when she thinks it's like a vodka cola or like right. a a rum and coke or something. So
1: they're taking and monetary advantage of a drunken woman.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. They're just like they're they're just <laughs> giving her a a a, a coke. Because, and she thinks it's a rum and coke right, and right, she right. can't tell that she, it's not an alcoholic drink I thought, which actually is sorry, go on. That, happened, that happened to my wife um, once like my uh, her family loved to tell the story that she was like when she was like 18 maybe she got very very drunk at a family event and then someone bought her a coke and she said a few times very loudly this is the best vodka coke I've ever had <laughs> and it
1: was yes. just
0: a coke <laughs> yes
1: oh that's great I love that Very i sweet. just assumed it was a lady that couldn't tell the difference between um coke and pepsi <laughs> <laughs> well
0: that that was one of the explanations that was offered to this guy so that's that's valid that has uh, been that has been a prevailing theory Yeah, i was just um, like it's
1: hard to tell that's right yeah. <laughs> like dance <laughs> yeah doesn't <dance>, hula hoop <laughs>
0: we've all been there yeah um but uh but no, let's let's not dwell on that too long. Uh the Hula Hooping. Mm. Um I have seen videos of this because I think I must have started to follow Becky on Instagram round about the time that she uh, she hasn't posted hula hooping in a bit mm. but um she was she was posting videos of this when I started following her. So I'm 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 I'll hopefully be able to find a link to post in the description <laughs> because when you say hula hooping, I think most people are going to think like just swinging a hula hoop around your hips, because mm-hmm. that's what most people think of. It's very, very impressive. <laughs> the hurler, like I assume this is a skill that you developed over the course of lockdown. No. But
1: Becky's very no? Becky's very good. She can do tricks, um, but I uh-huh. just. Really, like, I just do on the hips. <laughs> I can just go round oh, okay. around. I can, like, try. I've been able to do a trick before and then immediately uh-huh. forget have to do it and have to relearn this one trick every time. Um, okay. but where I can make it more, cl- more complicated is by just being a rat bag and just dancing around, like running okay. around while I'm hooping, <laughs> and, okay. and like just dancing. <laughs> and being a fool so that's I'm, right. I'm like a i can do do backup distraction like okay. to make it look like there's tricks happening there's not
0: okay <laughs> well you... the, the combination it it works <laughs> thank
1: you yeah I, <laughs> um
0: I'll, I'll i'll see if i can find a video of it because it is genuinely amazing it's fun like i was actually actually blown away it's fun. Yeah.
1: I like that kind of thing where you can do a fun activity together where you don't actually have to be the same skill level, but you can like, oh yeah, like rock climbing or something like that. It's much easier to yeah. do those kind of things than you can't jog, go for a jog with someone who isn't at the same level of jogging. Yeah, um, makes sense. Yeah, good distraction. Yeah,
0: yeah, No, I love it. Um, all right then. So, song twelve, a song that motivates you. So you're going with Let's Go Surfing by the drums.
1: Mm. Speaking of running, this song, I always put it on any running playlist because for some yeah. reason, the tempo of this song is exactly the right tempo for me wanting to go, for me jogging. So if you play right. this song to me, I will be like, I will just like start, start like needing to go for a jog. <laughs> right. And it's it's about surfing. But even yeah. the film clip for this one doesn't have surfing in it. The film clip for this, he's just like running, literally goes for a run. Right. Which makes no sense at all. But <laughs> to me, I'm like, that's what it... It doesn't make me want to surf. It makes me want to go yeah. for a jog. I don't know why. It just does.
0: It totally works for that, though. Because the thing about this song is it has like different... like, It's, it's, it's a very consistent energy, mm-hmm. even though there are like different... Sections to the song mm-hmm. that feel different, but they still have this kind of I'm gonna use your word through line
2: mm-hmm.
0: of this like consistent energy mm-hmm. throughout, yeah. Which I think works perfectly for a running song because it's not the same thing over and over that you would just get sick of it, yeah. Or but it, yeah, it keeps it fresh throughout, yeah. It- I think works very, very well for that
1: the lyrics are also very relaxed again as well. So you've got this like yeah. this like upbeat energetic instrumentals and then but then mm-hmm. the song is like
2: <laughs>
1: like yeah. the lyrics are very chill. Um, yeah. which goes with the surfing theme as well. Um yeah, so, which it, and is also good because I don't like being told to do things. So <laughs> this song is a very good at convincing you to like like allowing you to do it's like let's go would you like oh we you're invited to the beach if you want <laughs> you don't have to come but you could and I'm like yeah I could do, I might yeah I could do that
0: <laughs> <laughs> so this song was called let's go running you wouldn't run to it no
1: then? I'd go surfing to it
0: <laughs> yeah, fuck off <laughs> oh would <you're> go surfing <laughs> All right. Uh, song thirteen, then a song that someone introduced you to. So you've gone for GNS Petty mm. by Rodriguez.
1: Mm. Um, I would never in my life have heard this song. Um, if my dad didn't introduce this album to me, cold fact. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a documentary made. A few years ago i haven't actually watched it though but it's apparently very good um but no one none of my friends have ever heard this album or this song um, mm-hmm. this is a song that my dad played to me specifically to show me this artist and then I again this is one that one of those albums i used to listen to again and again and again but this song in particular it's very harrowing it's Mm -hmm. basically a dying dad reaming out his kid (laughs) um and the kid at the end basically just meeting that with compassion because and just sort of taking it and taking it on board because it's it's coming from a weird place um where like what can you what can you do You know, it's like, of course, at the end, you're going to feel everything you've ever felt is going to be exaggerated and, and like, I don't think you can help. Like, obviously it's not very nice, but if someone is like slowly losing their mind, you can't really be mad at what they're saying. Right. Um, it's also just got some really good insults in it.
0: <laughs> sure.
1: <laughs> uh I don't have the lyrics up, but just like oh <laughs> It's like you'd, it's it's it I guess this one stuck with me because yeah. if someone said these mean things to you, you'd never forget it to the point where if you listen to the song, you never forget it. Mm. someone being this mean (laughs) um but yeah it's a beautiful song and um I did I asked my dad about it and he said that he had at the time he had the same experience where he'd go down to Byron Bay to surf and everyone and he was this singer was really popular there and by then back in Brisbane and Ipswich which Ipswich is where I grew up and he grew up Uh, no one had heard of it and right okay yeah and he said that he realized later that it was because it was popular this artist was popular as used as protest songs by surfers who were and because surfers was very surfing was counter culture at the time and Mm -hmm. had a a lot of like uh, activism and social justice activism associated with those communities um and the apparently it was popular with the south african surfers who were protesting apartheid um would use rodriguez songs and so that's how uh my dad and other australian surfers were like introduced to this music by from people traveling around on the surf surfing circuit wow um so yeah real like it's not only was niche when he was showing me it's still niche it was Mm niche niche when he was showing me in like the 2000s and then it was niche at the time (laughs) it came out as well um which i just thought was really interesting i don't normally talk about my family um in public but i asked him if he was happy for me to say talk about say that he was a surfer when he was young and and that's how he heard the song um yeah it's just a really really beautiful song with such yeah. in such a strange position in history
0: yeah yeah the the lyrics make a lot more sense to me now um that uh refrain at the end, i know you're lonely mm. is that's yeah that that hits quite hard actually, given what you've said about the context of the song
1: yeah if anyone said that to me i would lose my mind <laughs> i'd be so mad yeah <laughs> that like yeah. any of the stuff at the start the dad saying and then what this what the singer the s- author the, the pov of the song pov saying as well it's also like yeah stating
0: yeah it does it does take real strength to respond to that kind of vitriol with compassion mm. I, it's not a characteristic that I am <laughs> particularly strong in but
1: uh, uh, yeah, I, can,
0: I can recognise and appreciate it
1: <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard another song that's quite like this one
0: no no okay. I, I'm going to give a, a couple more listens now in that context that's, yes. that's very very interesting to me. I think the guy I became a,
1: a politician like basically oh, yeah. that he's an activist and then ended up going into office.
0: Right, okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right, okay. Got a lot to a lot to dive into here. <laughs> Appreciate it. Excellent. All right. Um <laughs> Yeah, okay, we're sl- we're maybe going in a slightly different direction here. A song you wouldn't expect to like is Transparent Soul by Willow.
1: Yeah. I know you messaged yeah. me about this one that it like seemed yeah. To con- contrast with the other ones, it's
0: yeah. It was just you know uh, yeah listening to Interpol and Willow. I think were the two that I put together. <laughs> it's, uh yeah, it was an interesting playlist.
1: Um, I didn't expect to like this one because I hadn't heard any of Willow's music except for I uh, webbed my hair back and forth, absolutely like <laughs> when she was thirteen or twelve or something. Um, yeah. I only heard this song because... Oh, maybe I'd heard it accidentally, but I hadn't listened to it properly. But then I was just playing um, Song Exploder episodes in the car. Um, if oh, yeah. If people don't know, that's a podcast where they talk to songwriters and get them to break down the actual process of writing the song. And she was talking about how um, this song was her writing from a place of having been famous, a fam- child of a famous person in a famous family her whole life. So now as a young adult, it's she's very lonely, is very careful about close relationships because she's never quite sure if someone is using her or not, mm. mm-hmm. um, which is a very... Intense and unique situation to be in, other than the fact that, like, lots of people feel like that without it actually being true. But for her, right. it is true, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, you could really hear sort of the anguish. And she wasn't, like, upset while talking about it, but you could tell that it was really coming from a real place of turmoil to write mm. the song. Um, it was just a great episode, so I was like, okay, I'll listen to that. And it, everything she was talking about really, really comes through. Um, mm. also, it's Travis Barker from Blink on the drums, so right. it makes sense to me that it is actually connected to the other music I like, you know. Yeah, yeah. um, mm-hmm. once, I, once I heard that he was on there and then listened to it in that respect, I'm just like, okay. Um, this makes complete sense, why this sounds good to me more than maybe other new music from younger people at the moment might not appeal to me in the same way that this does. Um, Yeah. And also the song is very emo, like (laughs) the lyric, lyrically very emo. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's just a good (laughs) dog.
0: Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe I was a little unfair. Uh, maybe my opinion of it was maybe a little bit unfair. Uh, oh, initially
1: is your opinion that it sucks? <laughs> What's your opinion? <laughs> <laughs> not
0: not that it sucks. I like I was exactly the same as you in that I'd only heard "Wet My Hair Back and Forth," mm. which is a song about absolutely fuck all. <laughs> um, so I was. I was happy with the new direction, and I, I like musically. I really like it. Yeah. Um, but I think I think where I'm saying I'm, I was maybe a bit unfair is that it feels very much like it's been written by a young person, right? Mm. Because it's very black and white yeah. in the way things are presented. Mm. Um, like I knew a boy just like you. He's a snake just like you. Mm-hmm. It's very like you know. There's no nuance there, right? No. It's just very <laughs> much like. You're, yeah, you're a fucking snake. And the transparent, so I can see right through, just so you know, is like it feels to me like a song written by someone who has maybe like 30% of the information they need to make that kind of call. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't, um, which, which, this is the bit that I'm saying that's maybe unfair because I haven't listened to her full story behind the song or like her full rationale behind it. Yeah. But it does feel like that's sort of very... This this just sounds like a very patronising man <laughs> opinion, doesn't it? It feels like... <laughs> well, that's how Olivia yeah.
1: Rodrigo lyrics sound to me.
0: Right. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Where, like, I think she's a great singer, but the lyrics seem immature. Right. Um, but I also think that's fine. Like, I think if, if you're a young yeah. person, your song's sounding like young like a young person wrote them about a young person's experience. Great. Like that's great, you know,
0: um,
1: but I agree that like that wouldn't necessarily appeal to me normally because I'm not in that stage of life. Um, I also like meet me at, meet me at my, at our spot as well, which is the song that popped up on TikTok as well that she's featured on. So I Uh guess that sort of was like, um, probably why I listened to the the episode, the podcast episode anyway, just because right. I like I liked her feature on that, so that made me open mm-hmm. to it when I wouldn't right. necessarily have been in the past because I'm not at that stage of life, and because it's it's just right. I'm not the target audience for these this kind of song.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah like 100% there's absolutely nothing wrong with it at all and like there, there's plenty of stuff that I would listen to when I was 17, 18 that was great mm. for me at the time mm-hmm. that was very like black and white and very much like this sucks and this is shit and this is how things are and then you listen to it now and you're like mm, it's a little mm-hmm. bit more complicated than that <laughs> but, um, but yeah I mean it still doesn't make it not good Yeah, it's, well, your song yeah, doesn't have to be fair
1: or good or like right yeah it could like some of the best songs are like the pettiest bullshit (laughs) like (laughs) the more the more petty and immature (laughs) it is like the more emotional juice there is i guess
0: (laughs) that's very true yeah yeah and it would be very boring if every song was just like things things are just complicated you know like i can (laughs) i can I'm you not know, happy about hard, but it, I, but I see yeah, your point I, of
1: view. <laughs> I
0: can see where they're coming from. Yeah. And, you know. Oh,
1: my God. Life I would, is hard. I would love to make a playlist that was just the I can see the, where they're coming from playlist of a bunch <laughs> of, like, boring ass songs where everyone was fair and kind and nice <laughs> to each other. And <laughs> I have the worst playlist in the world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Alright, that's song 15. A song you think everyone should listen to. Mm. So you've gone for Delete Forever by Mm -hmm. Grimes.
1: Mm -hmm. Had you heard this one?
0: No, never listened to Grimes. Only knew Grimes, and this is horrible, as uh, Elon Musk's partner.
1: Right. That's basically why this was a good slot. Because I knew I wanted to put Grimes on this playlist. I love Mm -hmm. Grimes. Um, I first heard um, Oblivion on in the credits of the first episode of Girls, when Girls first came out. And I was oh like, yeah. what's that? Oh my god. And when I looked that up. And then Genesis was one of my favourite songs for a really long time. I love the song Genesis. And then um, Our Angels is one of the best albums of all time. I'll say that. Our Angels is was her most successfully commercially successful album um before she started dating elon musk um and i can listen to it over and over it's incredible and she's very i think it's kind of a thing where she isn't like a pop star um in terms of like Fame, like when you see her being interviewed, she's um, not always comfortable with it, and seems to be like find it difficult to exp- explain. Sort of like because she's like a, she went to art school; she's like a visual artist. So at, at least at the start of Grimes as a project, she was doing all of like the album art as well. Mm-hmm. Um. And just ended up becoming a music producer instead of like a visual artist, uh, like like um, as as the main thing she's known mm-hmm. for. But in, in, in interviews, she was like, oh, they'll be like, oh, what's what's this song about? And she'd be like, oh, god, I I have to explain that I like wrote 20 different characters of like pretend gods that I've made up that all have their weird little mythology and like an alternative universe. And then this song was about like, what if they had a fight or, so- or something like that's not literally what she says, but it's not off. It's not far off. But so right, okay. there's this difficulty in those interviews of her being able to sort of get explained to someone who has five minutes with her or whatever. Yeah, the sure. influences or the complexity of the music and I think if you sit down and just listen to that whole album, you don't really need it explained because it's already all in the text um, mm. Kill versus Mame is fucking incredible um, so the fact that, m- that most people who know of her only know of her the way that you do is um, I think a r- real shame and yeah really really undercuts like this beautiful back catalogue of interesting and artistic and creative and experimental and brave um body of work that is constantly evolving and that she is has is such an auteur and I know I keep like that's very important to me like it is her art so for right. that and there's like um interview footage of her being like people in the part in the past she like didn't really see herself as a singer because she's got a lisp and it wasn't her strength but she needed sounds she needed the sound right. of singing so she would just do it whereas she saw herself as like a a, a producer and a maker of music And then people would, in the music industry, would really infantilize her. And this was what her experience and sort of Manic Pixie Dream Girl her and, like, offered to produce her songs. And she's like, why are you sending me an email offering to do my job for me? Right. You know? It's like emailing Beyonce and being like, hey, I can sing for you. Like, Mm. it's so insulting. Um, Right. So, for me, it's really disappointing for that, that that has... Not that hasn't drifted away with her becoming more more acknowledged as an artist. That it has only increased the attitude towards her in the general media. Um, with with the perception of her as a person, or her personal life, her personal choices, whatever that's like personal to people. But I it I really don't like where her her like work is disrespected because hmm. not that like you have to respect artwork or whatever you don't have to but I, uh, it, that it's like not seen seen as like <sighs> I'm getting tongue tied because we're getting emotional about Grimes <laughs> 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 um, but yeah but Misanthropocene is fucking incredible that's that was the next album that's that was her looking at climate change and going like well there's these movies like people love the movies about loki and stuff and people are able to look at movies and see these like big larger than life villains and they love them and they love being and it's like a them it's a way to explore these dark sides of things and so she was Mm -hmm. like okay well what if i um anthropomorphized climate change into like an evil goddess and basically the um the album explores that idea in different ways and delete this isn't the wasn't the lead single uh that was violence which is also an incredible song um but yeah basically she writes about characters and in character She's not Taylor Swifting. She's Jack Whiting. And I don't know if... I mean, sometimes she writes from her own experience. But um, I guess everyone does, really. But, again, there's this beautiful theatricality and complexity Mm -hmm. and um, weirdness. Just this huge, this intense, specific weirdness to her work that is born of this, like, single-minded... authorship that she has carried through her whole career and so the reason I chose delete this as a specific song is that um when I saw the film clip and heard it I was I, it was it's incredibly powerful one mm-hmm. because it has acoustic I don't know if they're actually acoustic or like electronics that sounds acoustic but acoustic sounds when Mm -hmm. normally she's a fully electronic artist and that Mm -hmm. I took knowing her previous work that I took as her being like fuck you I can make I am a real artist I'm making real music you want to tell me that I'm not a real musician I'll do a country song better than you how do you like that that's how that felt Mm -hmm. to me sonically Um, Mm -hmm. which I was like yeah fucking tell them fucking tell them I liked that. Yeah, get him.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but then the song is just a heartbreaking song, and it is a song yeah. that is along those lines of like, well, who am I to judge? A kind mm-hmm. of song, because it's a and it's about um, her friends dying dying from drugs. And then mm-hmm. her going, well, and now to deal with that grief, I'm I'm turning to the same things that killed you, you know? Or, mm-hmm. and just that horrible cyclical nature of that and being like, well, um, do I want to meet the same fate? Do we, you know, this, do we just destroy ourselves? It, destroy ourselves to stop feeling the grief of other people being destroyed you know and mm-hmm. that is based in her real life experience as well so and I think it really comes through and then the film clip is her being like an alien dictator on a, th- a throne from Akira <laughs> on a planet as like the by herself as her Um, empire crumbles (laughs) because it's made up you know so it's like that emotional like that intense emotional person personal um, raw vulnerability and her lyrics matched with like this high art like nerdy references like completely weird and so not cool at all Mm. um just it's it's so full it's so full of everything this song is so full of everything um that i just think it's but it's also it's less it's less experimental than a lot of her other songs so i think it's a really good access point for people Mm. who might not understand what they might like about grimes or people who haven't been exposed to her in the past and don't understand her voice this is very a raw and accessible version of her voice Okay. Um you have to stop me from talking. <laughs> <laughs> just you just have to. I
0: well I mean I, I love a strategic choice when it comes to someone's favourite artist. We've talked about this a couple of times on the show and yeah I'm I'm a I'm a big fan. And for me personally, I am completely sold. Um I'm I'm definitely gonna go and check out Grimes and listen some more uh because that that's very very interesting to me the both what you've said around that sort of how she constructs her music and the the place that she's coming from when she's writing that kind of stuff that conceptualization of it is fascinating mm-hmm. but yeah i'm i'm on board i'm gonna give it a go
1: yeah i i I think it's good that also like you can listen to these albums with that in mind and with like things and being mindful to what themes are coming through and whatever, but you don't have to. They're also just bench. Mm. There's just bangers. You can also like listen to violence or listen to kill versus mame, which is, mm. would probably be the most like, maybe not accessible, but the most aggressive <laughs> song from our angels. Um, Okay it's that one. She's like, um, they're like, what, what's the, what, what's the inspiration for this? And she's like, Ugh. <laughs> she's like, it's gender bending alien mafia in space. <laughs> so She's <laughs> like, you don't need to know any of that. You just, you can just listen to it as like an electronica club, club pop. It's just, some pop songs with a bit of an edge and just fucking dance like you don't need to know all that shit it's not required Yeah, (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) but that's what i mean like someone with five minutes that's all 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 i want to hear is like what you know what's your inspiration Mm. just having a great time on a friday yes you know there was this there was this era that music went through where like every every fucking song was like some like pseudo carpe diem, yeah. Shit, where it was like every song was about like, we might die tomorrow, mm-hmm. so have a great night. <laughs>
2: Shut up. Yeah.
0: Like everyone just got the same idea. Yeah. So yeah, like I think that's what, all they want to hear is the if, same kind of uh-huh. the same kind of bullshit. So yeah, yeah. I, I can see that maybe saying about <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do space like don't maybe might not, might not go down as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you can just dance to the dancey songs. They're good yeah. dance songs. Yeah. They're amazing dance songs. Just go yeah. have a dance, I reckon. I reckon that's a good yeah. way. That's a good thing. Go put a put a song on. Have a dance. Have a have a hoop. Do a hoop. Learn a hooping trick. Try yeah. not to think about things too much but then also think about the way too much.
0: <laughs> okay. Great. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you were doing really well with the Graham stuff, and now we're ending the podcast. you saying, "Do a hoop." <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what a lovely note to end on. Um, <laughs> well, thank you very much for coming on. Thank uh, you for having you me. Anything, do you have anything you want to plug or promote while you're while you're here?
1: Um, I would like to plug or promote my Instagram or Twitter. Um, because mm-hmm. that is where I would post anything that would be relevant to anyone. Um, my Twitter is at Erin BRB. I write mm-hmm. joke jokes, joke tweets on there. Yep. And then mm-hmm. on my Instagram is at Erin Makes Creative Choices, and I post information about comedy gigs and. Art, work, and sad, serious poems. <laughs> 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 I have a trouble with branding. <laughs> but then the Aaron Makes Creative Choices was too long for the Twitter handle, so I have to think of a new name. And then every podcast I've ever done promoting myself won't be the right handle anymore.
0: <laughs>
1: so you better follow me now or you'll never find me ever again.
0: <laughs> that's That's a good way to get people on board. Yeah. yeah. yeah a bit of urgency behind it
1: now or never
0: (laughs) now or never guys (laughs) the door is closing yes all thanks very much thank you and that is it for episode 19 of mixtaping identity thank you so much for listening please go and follow erin and support her wherever you can i'll have her link tree in the description so go and check her out Uh, she's one of these people that anything she does i find fascinating so yeah go and check her out and and support her wherever you can if you're a fan of this show and you want to support it then there's a number of different ways you can do that Uh, we have a coffee link set up so if you're in a position to support us financially and that's something you want to do then you can chuck us a couple quid and there's there's no monthly obligation to do that so if you like a particular episode and you want to say thanks for that then great uh if not then all the usual stuff would be appreciated as well leave us a review leave us a rating say nice things leave positive comments tell your friends yeah all, all that good stuff uh, i'm also streaming now on on twitch semi-regularly i'd say but you can find me at yak enemy um so we're doing games and quizzes and stuff like that so it's been a lot of fun i'll be back next week for episode 20 so in the meantime look after yourselves i we'll speak to then.